Confessing, committing, and compromising that requires the real work. You can meet someone any day, be inspired by one another, have fun together, <laughs> but not put a label on anything. What's the deal with that anyway? Here are nine possible reasons someone is not ready for a relationship, even if they like you. One, they're not completely over their ex. They like and respect you, which is why they don't want to get involved with you anytime soon. They just got out of a long-term relationship and it takes time to get over their ex. It's not necessarily a reflection of who you are that keeps them from wanting to commit. There's just a lot of emotional baggage they have to sort through first before they can focus on just the two of you. Two, their job requires frequent traveling. Are they constantly on the go? Can they even handle a long-term relationship? These are questions to carefully consider when you like someone. If you're especially the type of person to crave stability and would like to build a solid relationship, it's no wonder they're not ready to establish anything serious with you. They're aware that they aren't always going to be in a single setting for too long, but they appreciate the connection the both of you made. Or, Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is back in the building with a, with a week-ending hot topic. And I'm going to pose it as a question. Is anyone ever really ready to be in a relationship? 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Call me right now. Caller-driven show. Your opinion is appreciated and respected here. This is a non-judgmental zone. You can say what you want. I'm not here to craft your philosophy or perspective. I'm not here to present as right Say what you want. What's your truth? This is what I believe. Tonight's topic, never ready. A deeper look at why there's no such thing as being ready for a relationship. Or even getting ready for that matter. I've got questions. True or false, despite what you think, the couples you know that are in happy relationships weren't ready when they met each other. Weren't ready when they got together probably wasn't ready when they decided to commit to each other and go all the way. Hmm? A lot of people do all of that. Commit, go all the way, say they ready, but are not ready. Sometimes they're ready when they say it. And sometimes just by being in the relationship, they may grow out of the readiness or grow out of the interest in being ready. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, 1-800-920-1580. See, let me just say this. Relationship is for grown-ups. It's not for children. What do you mean, Zoe? Grown-ups are used to failing. Grown-ups are used to trying something and it not working out and being cool with it. Children throw a tantrum once they don't get what they want. Adult children do it in the form of resentment, in the form of holding on to uh, a desired outcome that never flourished or manifested. I need to know what you think. Are people simply never going to be ready when getting into a relationship? See, getting into a relationship reminds me of the old Zen Buddhist quote. Leap and then the net will appear. You think getting ready is a type of relationship net. You know how many people go to premarital counseling 
and the and the marriage still failed. I'm just saying there is no net for relationships. Are y'all ready to talk tonight? Never ready is tonight's topic. One eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. Call me, call me, call me. True or false? No one, nobody knows what makes a happy couple. Everybody has an idea, but no one really knows. How about this? You know when a person or you know that a person is ready to be in a relationship when they are ready to fulfill all of your needs. And if they're ready to fulfill all of your needs, this is an indication that this could be a good relationship. one 800 I need to hear from you. True or false, no one is ever ready for a relationship. And no one really knows what they want. Oh, Lord, when I come forward, I'm going to the phone lines. I'm asking more questions. Tonight's topic, never ready. Are you ready? Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Are you for sure? Have you ever dated somebody who wasn't ready for you? What does it mean that they weren't ready for you? Huh? These are some issues we run into every day or most of our lives, most of our adult lives as uh, adults in relationships. You know, the uncertainty of whether the person is really into you or not. That was LL. Like I said before, my playlist tonight is going to be crazy. My playlist is my co-host. My co-host is my playlist. And tonight, my verses, LL Cool J versus Drake. Round one was, uh, that's who do you love, LL Cool J. We're going to see what, on the next break, uh, you know, what Drake has to offer here. But let's go deeper into this discussion. Are we ever really ready for a relationship? Now, I, it's, it's a heavy conversation because so many people put emphasis on themselves being ready. But what I think is most people are ready to receive what they want. Most people have not done the internal work to become what they want. So there's so much, there's an overemphasis on the partner being ready to deliver a desired outcome. Now, let me just say this. The only way to get ready, and maybe you don't agree with me, 1-800-920-1580, if you agree or disagree with what I'm about to say, let me know. The only way to get ready for a relationship is to be in a relationship, right? True or false, not everybody is ready for a relationship and nobody knows what they want. True or false, no one can honestly say that they, listen, this is going to be a hard, I know this is tough for me to say. I have to say it. But if everybody is a whip, whip is an acronym for work in progress. If everybody is a whip, then doesn't it make sense that 
most people are not ready to relate? What are you committing to? Are you committing to the process or are you committing to the desired outcome? This is why I say people date the potentiality of getting what they think they want. And I've always said, sometimes you can get what you thought you want, and by virtue of having it, just by virtue of having it, you begin to realize that maybe this is not something you really wanted. People do this in relationship, too. True or false? Many people blame people for dragging their baggage into relationships. That baggage comes in lots of different forms, but it's usually a reference to trauma from previous relationships that some people haven't overcome. So I would say you're not ready for a relationship if you haven't at least tried to identify some of your hidden traumas. Like I said, for many people, trauma can hide in the background of your consciousness. You can project an image of confidence. See, we live in the society, I'm cool. The I'm cool society. I'm over it. I'm done. But don't be done with nothing. Don't be over nothing. And, and most people believe in this. You know what? The best way to get over somebody is to get with the next somebody. But let me tell you, the next somebody is just a different person with the same lesson. When it comes to intimate relationship, there's no master checklist to determine if somebody is ready. What is your checklist? Can you call me right now and tell me your ready checklist? No, they they ready. That's a Tiffany Haddish callback. They ready. Uh, okay. What what is your they ready checklist? I want to know. What is your I'm ready checklist? Call me right now. 1-800-920-1580. I don't believe that there is a universal or, or a universally applied or ubiquitous uh, checklist that everybody can use and apply to themselves that will work. Listen, and, I, and I've been saying it, and I know you guys are probably tired of me saying it, but the crazy toxic spirit in you has to get worked out through intimate relationships. And until you at least acknowledge, I got this to work on, this to work on, this to work on, and then begin that process, I don't believe you're ready. Go back to my previous shows. One of the uh, uh, most consistent thoughts that I was pushing at that time was you're supposed to walk into the relationship looking for you. What do you mean? Looking for how you show up, looking for how your wounds show up, looking for how your coping mechanisms show up, looking for how your anger shows up, looking for how your communication issues show up, looking for how your fear and ego-based demands show up. That's, man, that's one of the greatest gifts relationship can offer you. It offers you a reflective mirror of what's wrong with you. 
So you'll never be ready to really relate if you haven't had a knockdown, drag out fight with what makes you not ready, what makes you undateable, what makes you unrelatable. You say, oh, I could get a date anytime. Sure. Physically, everybody going to be able to go out with somebody. Everybody going to be able to, you know, vibe with somebody. Everybody. But does that mean you're dateable and relatable? And until you get in that relationship and all the stuff you have neglected, all the stuff you haven't worked on, until that stuff starts seeping to the front, to the forefront, then you're going to know, oh, I'm, I'm not quite ready for it. Uh, I'm not I'm not quite ready to do this. But what happens when you decide to do it? And you work through it and you go through it. I believe the potentiality of your relationships to grow stronger is increased. Eesh. All right, here we go. Richie Rich from Pasadena. This is going to be a ride. What's the deal, Big Zone, man? You cooking with <laughs> olive oil and grease as always, man, for real. Let's go. Um, yeah, man, you absolutely right, man. Um, as far as my checklist goes, um, it, it's crazy. Just kind of like how the sisters, I, I want her to look good. But then again, I want her to be accepting of uh, the streets. But at the same time, I want her to be classy and intelligent and all these things that I probably wait. fall short of. You know wait. what I'm saying? wait. <laughs> You wanted to be accepting of the streets. Come on, Rich. <laughs> Rich said I wanted to be accepting of the streets. Come on, Richie. She can't come on. I, I mean, cause, you know, sometimes sisters feel betrayed. Like sometimes you try to hide that you, you, you know, you indulge in the street activity. And then when it comes out, they're like, oh, my God, like you're such and such. Like, why you didn't tell me? So then when you're forthcoming, then they judge you on it. Like, oh, well, you're just a street dude. I'm not, I'm not going to share these business ideas that I have with you because you're not on that level. So sometimes people just try to compartmentalize you and judge you. Um, so it's hard to be forthcoming. But um, I, I think you should be yourself, man. And um, I, I believe something is better than nothing. So anybody that if I'm on a bus, if I'm in a whip, whoever I attract at the gas station, at the liquor store, if she give me the number, we start vibing. That's what it is. Now, of course, um, in the future, it's going to be things that come out about her that are going to upset me, that I'm not going to be uh, happy to stand by. But um, I believe, you know, whoever's on the team, man, it, it's for life. And we just work with each other and accept each other and try to make each other better. And just like you said, when we stay together and we stay committed, it, it's beneficial because we know each other. We learn each other. And nobody is perfect. Nobody's perfect. I see sisters all the time. I be trying to hook my cousins up with my homies, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, she doesn't even have a job." So what? That's a man, and you have no man right now. So why don't you start with the homie and build from there? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't. Hey, hey, I'm finna run down. Hey, I'm finna get up and leave the studio. This, this, hey, first, <laughs> that's like saying you broke. You don't have a job. Just take this dude right here. <laughs> oh God. 
Yeah, they, they argue with me so saying that um, uh, something isn't better than nothing, and it's been psychologically proven, man. If 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 you have no job, but then you're working at McDonald's, working at McDonald's is better. Oftentimes, sisters have these grandiose ideas of what a man is and what a man isn't, and it isn't based in reality. And they're overlooking these competent brothers that are going to hold them down and give them babies, but they may be like, oh, he's hanging in front of the liquor store. Oh, he he's not working at a six-figure job. You know, it's, it's judgmental to their own detriment. Right, but I will say this, though. We have to make space for peaceful breakups and departures from each other. Right? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Because not yes. being ready or changing your mind or or maybe you started with a declarative, I'm definite about being in a relationship with you, but then while getting into the relationship and and. and Living it a little bit, you started to change your position. Like, well, no, I'm not. And instead, because what happens is people get butthurt a little bit. And they be like, hey, you wasting my time, my energy, uh, uh, me pouring into you. This is why I say most relationships are transactional on a psychological level and an emotional level. If I feel for you, you need to feel for me. If I love you, you got to love me. This is not how... It really works. And I think we need to build in this space that allows for not being ready to replace I'm ready. What are your thoughts? I agree. I agree. Um, I had a chick, like I said, man, she, she, was, she was ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, I was full throttle with it. So she, we went up north to live. And um, I just wasn't ready, though. I was not ready. Um, and I exited. Um, but I believe that that's quitting, though. Though I believe, like you said, um, when ah. I look at uh, the okay, yeah, when I look at the the old the, the sisters and the brothers and sisters in the community that have been married for thirty plus years, forty plus years, it was some times where they hated each other. It was some times where they felt like, you know what, I'm gonna file them papers and get a divorce. But they stuck it out. They stuck it out, and they know because they stay with each other. They're better people. They have real life experiences and they're demonstrative how to stick it out with each other, which is a necessity. You know, behind the black community is a black family. So if we're if, if the man and woman is not in that household together, shouldering the burdens of day to day responsibilities, sharing each other's intellect, it's to our own detriment, man. For real, for real. We, but, we can't keep quitting on Rich, each other. But Rich, do you stick it out with toxicity? Do you stick it out with people who who lack uh, 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 effective communication skills or effective listening skills. Do you stick it out with people who might be low-key disrespectful? Uh, do you stick it out with the co the chronic complainer? Do you stick it out with the chronic slight collector? You tell me. The reason why I say yes, though, is because of this, especially when there's children involved. You know, I was blessed. Uh, rest my daddy's soul. Man, he, he stayed in me and my sister's life, though. When he passed, he left the house to, to me and my sister in Pasadena. You know what I mean? Like, this dude was ahead of his time, man. You feel me? And it was rough. It was very hard for him and my mom. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that they thugged it out and stayed together made me and my sis so much stronger people. You know what I'm saying? So when there's babies involved, to me, from a brother, from a brother's perspective, even if she's a complainer, even if she's a four, three or four, whatever they call them, hold her hand and stand by her because eventually you will influence her to a positive change. Like you said, I, at that moment in time, I wasn't ready to give the hood up, but after being with her, I understood 
you know, having a job, embarking in legitimate entrepreneurship, you know, giving the hood a break a little bit and, and going fishing and doing some other productive things. You feel what I'm saying? Wait, so that other Rich, person is going to influence you. Rich, <laughs> Rich said, giving the, giving the hood a break. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Rich, I mean, you, man. Rich is wild. <laughs> Giving the hood a break for a minute. <laughs> she, she just wanted me to see something different, man. You know what I mean? And I was trying to convince her, like, we have to stay in the community. We don't need to run. You feel what I'm saying? Because, you know, unfortunately, brothers and sisters who start doing well in societal standpoints, they want to step away from the hood. They feel like, oh, I don't want to be robbed. I don't want, you know, so much negative connotation with it. And I feel like we need to stand together. That's what made the black community the community. Because, yes, you had the drug dealers, but then you had the blue-collar worker and the white-collar worker all on the same block at one point in time. And I just think that's very vital. What is their community if we're not even living next to each other? If I can't knock on your door and say, hey, so, man, come over. I need some sugar. Or, you know, being in close proximity with each other, being our first line of defense for each other is what makes the hood. It really does. So let me hit you with this. So kids should be in a two-parent home environment, even if the two parents are toxic? Listen, we all are toxic to a certain extent. I'm, just saying, not the fast to the, food. I'm saying to the point where it's like, uh, sir, wait, hold on. Richie Rich, hang on the line. When we come forward, I'm going back to my hometown, Pasadena, because Richie Rich is cooking. He got to get a hood a break. In the six with the chrome, yo, B. Why you leave your honey all alone with me? Just because you blessed with cash doesn't mean your honey won't let me forget. My versus battle. Come on now. My playlist is my co-host. The reason why I pitted Drake against LL is because a lot of people don't understand. There is no Drake without LL. LL created the genre where I'ma make records to rhyme to women. Now, when I say he created it, that is not the total truth. There was a guy before LL, uh, I forgot his, I think it was uh, Spoonie G. Yes, Spoonie G made a record back in the day called Love Rap. Now, LL takes the blueprint of Love Rap and gives you I, I Can Give You More, which led to I Need Love. And once I Need Love broke... LL cemented himself in that style. Now, you had others who come along like Big Daddy Kane, I Get the Job Done, Smooth Operator, but L was the seminal piece in hip-hop that, that, that really mastered the love rap to women. In other words, making records that catered to his female audience. Now, L being a dope MC, was also able to incorporate his battle rhymes, his hard rhymes. And I see Drake can battle. Drake has some hard rhymes too. But I believe that Drake is an outgrowth of the imprint that LL cemented. Who wants to argue me with that? 1-800-920-1580. Richie Rich, Pasadena. Get back in here. She's got to be ready for the streets. She, she got to be, man. Just just like LL, I want her versatile, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, yes, I want to be able to philosophize and intellectualize with her. 
but I also want to be able to take her to Crenshaw. I also want to be able to take her up to Oaks. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I want her to be able to glide with me in different realms and be by my side, vice versa, you know? So let me ask you a question. What are the top three things that you've noticed in your own character that made you recognize that you might not be ready for a relationship? Um, my immaturity, um, oh, having, yes. and having inflexible beliefs. So oftentimes, uh, so not my last relationship, my last relationship, she was out of Inglewood. So she was fully hood. She was actually too hood. But the one before that, um, we, we go up to, uh, up to Washington. She bought some property up there too, Betty. It was really nice. Her peoples up there were all like business owners, kind of like middle-class type people, workers, basically. And I came up there with that Dina mentality, and it's like, bro, like, mind you, I'm, I'm 33, so, so they don't understand. They're like, man, don't kids do this or whatever? And I'm like, man, listen, this is a religion. This is this goes deep, you know what I mean? Uh, not to divert, but uh, when you shared the story yesterday, like, that was my boy that did that devilish act. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, um, I know. And them, I know. Apartments, them apartments, that was the spot. You feel what I'm saying? But... Um, people don't understand the culture and they make judgment calls on it. And I hate that because people out here do it too. Just because a brother may be a religious zealot in a street religion does not take away from his intelligence, his integrity or anything. Um, the reason why I trust people from the streets as opposed to just anybody else, because I'm talking about people who really went through it. So, you know what I mean? Cause you gotta get in them King's manners. You gotta get in them snake pits and you gotta, perform for the community and they make a judgment call you get your name and they show you hey get your fight skills together get this together it's it's a really community tutelage on on steroids you know what i'm saying and a lot of people don't have that on top of that you're representing the community so you have to conduct yourself thinking about that because what you do is going to affect others so at least there's some sort of um channel of understanding like this person stands for something so he's just not going to throw it away you know what i mean and then there's a resume that you can access to without even talking to that individual so i, I again I, I think everybody needs to go to their local hoods get put on go through the process so you can see both sides you feel me so you're not so when you see a so-called street dude on the streets you don't know because oftentimes though um no, and i'm not trying I, to beat up my sisters no i love <laughs> you bro you don't understand like I feel like this is 1987, and I and I'm uh, <laughs> just keep going, bitch. <laughs> but so long story short, my my lady that that had all the bread, her homegirls was like, "Oh my gosh, how did you choose him?" Initially, so right, but you know how they misjudge us. It just helps us every time. So the moment I got close with them and I started popping my grease and talking to them, they love me. You know what I'm saying? Now they bringing their sons and like teach it to him. You know what I mean? Let's get it going out here. And I'm like, whoa. Let's slow down now. Now y'all getting ahead of yourselves. You feel what I'm saying? But um, people are going to make judgment calls. And unfortunately, uh, I was able to make that up. They were able to see more than me. But oftentimes you don't. When you're in the whip and you see your brother out there or your sister out there in the streets, you make a judgment call. And don't do that because, like I said, that melanin matters. That's just a person reacting to a different interpretation than you. But we have the same opposition. And we need to have a channel of communication and understanding that, look, I don't care what brother or sister did or didn't do. If I see them being attacked by the police, I'm going to pull it over and ask questions and assist them. If I see them, I'm going to acknowledge them. Say, hey, what's going on, man? I'm Richie Rich. You know what I'm saying? Extend myself. And that's old school, too, because everybody's, it's everybody for themselves right now, Zoe. And that's what I'm saying. So we got to get back to loving each other and sticking with each other no matter what. You're not going to cut off your son. You're not going to cut off your daughter and your woman 
for me to be a woman, for a woman to be a man, that's your highest form of love. So you're supposed to treat her like Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Allah, and all them in one. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you always popping your grease. Richie Rich from <laughs> Pasadena, boy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, Rich, I'm going to be in the Dina tomorrow, dog. I got to run into you. So I'm going to the Little Red Hand. Hey, man, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Good looking. Call in anytime, bro, bro. Thank you, ladies. Oh, peace. Yes, sir. Hey, Richie Rich does not play. I love it. But I will say this. Can't be with toxic people. You can't be with toxic or chronic complainers you can't be with chronic judges right chronic slight collectors you just can't because there's something about healthy relationships that enhance your mental health and there's something about toxic relationship that actually threatens your mental health so i understand the community empowerment that my brother rich just laid down, and he laid it flat. I, but I'm telling you, at this age in my life, my peace, I got to have peace. And I mean shalom, I mean salam. Uh, what other languages we got for peace? I need peace. I, you, you understand? I'm, I'm telling you now, this matters. Sean from Oakland, California, jump in here. Let's talk. Hey, brother, Richie Rich. So, you know, once again, uh, I, I really enjoyed that phone call for this standpoint. Um, among all his wisdom, because he has to navigate a different environment than I had to navigate. I was very fortunate as a young person to be able to play sports. And I, I played in the roughest neighborhoods, but I didn't live in the roughest neighborhoods. Mm. That's a big difference. Mm -hmm. It's a big difference. You have to be able to navigate your hood. And I knew this from all the people I was around, but I got to go to my little, you know, it wasn't Lily White or anything like that, but it was, it was away from the hood. So my point is, is I really appreciate and, and respect what he's talking about. And when you're talking about are you ready for a relationship, you know, and by the way, maybe I'm going to cross over. It's like, are you, you know, friendships. Because when it comes to, like, getting with a, a female, if you're a guy or, you know, whoever you want to be in a relationship with, it doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, you know, a friend, just a guy, a girl, 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 guy, guy. I don't really care. I just don't. At this point in time of my life, if you treat each other right and you're building each other up and, like you said, bringing the positive, hey, I'm down with you, you know? I mean, but I can also listen to your trials and tribulations. You have something going on in your family, I'll help you out and do all that. That's different. Those things are out of our control. But what is in our control is to provide a positive environment. So are you ready? Are you ready for a relationship that just wants to move everyone forward and wants to, you know, have everyone kick ass. It might be idealistic. That's fine. If that's what people think, I think go ahead and go for the idealistic. Go ahead and go for the 
go for the gold, man. Go for everything you can do, um, you know, not hurting anybody else, but do it. Because I'll tell you what, when it comes to being ready, no, nobody. So you're right. Nobody is ready. What it is is set an example. Be out there doing the very best you can. Be a role model and um, the very best you can. And it's not going to be perfect, and you're going to make mistakes. And, hey, people will gravitate, and they gravitate to you because you're helping them out. Like you help me out, brother, because every day I listen to your show, I learn something new, and I really appreciate that. Man, thank you, Sean. We appreciate you, too. Listen, when we come forward, we're going to talk to a sister out of Pensacola, Florida. Man, this topic is just getting started. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. But LL is cooking right now. Yikes. If LL doesn't do these records, man... If LL doesn't do these records, there is no template for Drizzy to follow. Man, LL Cool J was different. Let's get my sister on the line and Zynga from Pensacola. Do you believe that you can be ready? And how do you know when you're ready to be in a relationship versus how do you know when you're not ready? Good evening. Um... No, I don't ever think you're ready for a relationship. I guess that's evident by, like, all the divorce, you know, the high percentages of divorce and stuff. Right. But I do find it funny how people who say, I wasn't looking for anything, I just kind of ran into it. To me, just based on what I've seen, you know, they tend to have better relationships than people who are actively seeking, going to, uh, like, I follow one lady, she's a love diva. She helps women find relate alpha males and um, stuff like that. So for people who go and do it that way, sometimes it doesn't always work out. I think um, things should happen naturally. You should, as you suggest, have a relationship with yourself first. Know yourself so you can create boundaries so people don't walk all over you and stuff like that. So that's just my opinion. Mm, mm. So you believe that most people are never really ready. Well, let me just say, Maybe ready isn't a good term. Let's let's flip the term. Because sometimes okay. we will get comfortable, right? And we'll mm-hmm. think, because I'm comfortable, I'm ready. What is the difference from being comfortable and actually being ready? I think when you're comfortable, sometimes you can tend to... Um, take people for granted when you get too comfortable with someone. Um, But when you're ready, you, I guess, like I said, you have that full relationship with yourself. You're not looking for anyone else to complete you. You're looking, you love yourself. Hopefully you get somebody who loves themselves and then you get together and love each other opposed to, as you say, you know, licking each other's wounds. But I did want to piggyback. I did want to, I did want to piggyback on something that um, Brother Rich from Pasadena said about as far as, you know, women wanting men to have jobs and stuff like that. I don't think it's so much that a woman is looking for a man to have a job, but I think, like, I've, I've, I've worked all my life. You know, I've worked since I was 14 years old, since I could get a um, a work permit and work. 
So I think it creates structure more than a paycheck. You know, you're getting up every day, you're having something to do, you know, you're having something to accomplish opposed to just nothing. So sometimes if a woman can see you're you're getting up, you may not be making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you're getting up every day and you're going somewhere and you have some type of structure. And I think sometimes... Yes. Like, I think sometimes that gets lost in translation when she said, get a job, get a job. But she really just wants you to see you doing something. And I, you know, that could go for men, too. Mm. That's all I have to say. I so appreciate <laughs> you in Zynga. Pensacola, Florida uh, is in the building because of you. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah. Call in anytime. Let me tell you, man, we trendsetters over here. The voice of reason is a trendsetter, man. Everybody trying to do what I do. They can't do it. The Voice of Reason is on fire tonight. We're having a great conversation. Never ready. I'm here to propose the idea that most people are never ready to relate. When we come forward, we will dig deeper. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Drake came through with that fire. Hey, what's the name of this record? Marvin's Room or something? Laugh now, cry later with Lil Dirt. Woo! That track is ignorant. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason on fire tonight. I'm having a personal battle here. LL versus Drake. I believe that LL is the forefather of this particular style of rap that Drake has become an absolute icon. He just passed the Beatles. So Drake is out here killing, but I don't think we give enough credit to the source. I believe LL is the source of this vibe, this style. Now, I'm not saying LL sounds like Drake. I'm not saying Drake sounds like LL. I'm just saying I believe that LL set the tone for this vibe to even be a vibe in hip-hop. Great stuff. We got callers galore. Should I take the callers now or should I carry them over? We only have one minute left if you're just tuning in to the show tonight tonight's topic is called never ready a deeper look at why there's no such thing as ever being ready for a relationship now you could commit to somebody but i keep trying to tell people don't date an idea don't date a concept don't date the words that were said so what do people say oh well i don't trust words i I can only trust behaviors well what speaks louder than behavior intention well if you're not tuned into your intuition how can you know what a person's intentions are ooh, 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 ooh. when we come forward we go cook even more the voice of reasons on fire call me i'm gonna talk to you when we come forward when they say they doing all this and all that i'm in the trenches relax can you not play that little boy in the club because we do not listen to rats we in atlanta i buy her wigs she's telling me tay is the best pointed at KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Hey, LL is out of control right now. But do you understand the parallel I'm trying to draw between these guys? Yes, they're different. But I believe that LL, LL is the trailblazer, man, that created that lane. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your first time tuning into The Voice of Reason. This is a relationship show, and we're broadcasting exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. This is Tavis Smiley's radio station. Hey, it's only two black-owned radio stations in all of Southern California, and Tavis Smiley is one of them. This is KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason, and I ask tough questions every day from 7 to 9 p.m. about relationships and how we relate. One thing that's very important to me is that I let you know Zoe Williams is not perfect. Zoe Williams is not right. This is a non-judgmental conversation where we interact with each other. Tonight's topic is called Never Ready. A deeper look at why there's no such thing as being ready for an intimate relationship. Being comfortable might mean you like certain aspects of the person, you're attracted to certain aspects of the person, you're uh, uh, attracted aesthetically, emotionally, vibe-wise, but that doesn't mean you're ready because when the shadow work starts to come out through the reflections of the relationship, that's when people get cold feet, right? Your feet always been cold when you're by yourself. What does that mean, Zoe? It means whenever your dark side shows itself to you, typically people run away. Carl Jung said it. People will do absolutely anything to avoid their shadow. So when the relationship comes, which is a natural conduit for the shadow to manifest itself, most people see the shadow and then say, I'm not ready. It's happened to me. 1-800-920-1580, get to your phone lines. I need to know your thoughts and opinions. Okay, who's on the line the longest? Ron from East Chicago. Get up in here, East Chicago, Indiana. Talk to me, brother. So, what's good, big dog? Man, I'm over here trying to cook with some grapeseed oil, that's all. Yeah, hey, hey, man, real quick, you you don't think that that Drake, that laugh now, cry later is just, eh, I mean, I hey, I'm from a different generation. I'm from the LL generation, you know. So I, right, I'm a right. little bit biased. So I, I don't know. I, you can't ask me about a new Drake album. I, I went to Google and pulled up his greatest records. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. how we. I, so I know LL's records. I was like, get this LL record, that LL record. So you understand, it's a different generation. But I do right, right. understand yeah, no, no, I, 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 feel, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I was going to say, I, I agree with you as far as, like, LL laying the blueprint down for what Drake is doing now, even though, like, they're totally different. I, I get exactly what you're trying to convey as far as the styles. Yeah, the only thing so, is, L yeah, doesn't and, sing. And, and I, I got to give L the edge. Got to give it to him. All right. All right. So what are your thoughts on tonight's topic, though? Okay, yeah, never ready. Um... Man, uh, I think most people, more so men, aren't ready for relationships. I think think it comes from us not being honest with ourselves. I I think that's where, you know, usually, like, problems uh, usually uh, come about when I think of, of, like, infidelity. You know, like, I think it's people not being honest with themselves, knowing that, okay, I like this person, I want to be with this person, but I still have this, you know, this lust itch that I just can't, you know, I can't get rid of. Or, or it, it doesn't even have to be so much lust. It could be, you know, it, it could be uh, 
financial infidelity. It could be, you know, just, just conversation. But you still have that itch for something more than what you're, you know, than what's in your face. Totally agree with you, but let what? me let me push you a little bit because we have to elevate the conversation. We okay. gotta stop we have to yeah. stop using old tropes and old ideas like stereotypes or whatever. We gotta push the conversation just a little bit. Just okay. like when men figured out that women love sex as much as men do. It used to be an idea that men love sex more than women. But then when you start really tapping into a woman's sexuality, you be like, oh, I, I'm not ready. Okay, I'm never right, ready. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And yeah. then we found out that women cheat like men. Let's just tell the truth. We, so, it's, okay. we used to say, oh, okay. men always this, men always that. So now I have to, I have to question this, stereo this stereotype because I don't believe in all the stats. Okay. Right? Because people will come with okay. stats and be like, right. oh, this, that, and that. We, we poll 1,500 people. Okay, fine. Listen, I don't believe that women are always ready for relationships or more ready to be in a relationship than men are. I, we come with this unidirectional kind of thought like, yeah, the woman want to be wanted. Sometimes women don't want to be wanted. Sometimes women want to okay. be wanted conditionally. What are your thoughts? Right. Okay. I, I agree with you there. Now, do, do you think it's 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 more so that women are more so they're uh, they're in love with the idea more so than the reality of? Do you think maybe that's that could be the disconnect? Let's just go deeper, bro. Let's just go deeper. Okay. Toxic people okay. in a toxic society who don't write their own. Uh, success standards, right? The template of success in any aspect of life was created by the dominant society. That's just it. Now, the, the last yeah. time we did it was Black Wall Street, and that was the first time in history they ever dropped a bomb from a plane. So black people wrote a black yeah. reality <laughs> and was doing better than white folk and had a whole city with 600 businesses <laughs> thriving and, and white folks said, not here. <laughs> yeah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? So again, yeah. most black people in America set this aspirational benchmark which wasn't written by them. So love, mm. relationships, uh, education, all this stuff is authored by the toxic society in which we live. So when you say people okay. being ready, I'm, I'm with you. yes. Okay. So when, when you say people being ready, I'm saying the only way to be ready is if you've won a war, an internal war. Right. You've gotten mm. over your fear okay. of commitment. You've gotten over your your relationship uh, communication issues. You've gotten over your listening issues. You've gotten over your slight collection issues. You've gotten over something internal mm. that moves you closer mm. to being ready. But we look at ready as socially accepted. We look at ready as Man. properly mm. educated. Okay. 
uh, moneyed, uh, 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 employed. He has a career. He's a, we look at ready in terms of, wow, I could benefit from an association with this person mm-hmm. as opposed to this person might be toxic even though they have all of the resources that my needs require. Ooh. Right. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh, okay, so I man, that's fire. But I, I do have a question now. Okay, now what since you know, toxic is such a, you know, popular word in, in today's society to describe, you know, uh people in relationships, friendships, whatever have you, what do you think makes people drawn to toxicity? Because what is it about toxicity? Because toxicity trauma shadow has a gravitational pull it has a frequency and it has a gravity and let me tell you it bends space and time especially if listen to me now if the wound in you is familiar to the wound in her the gravitational pull between the two wounds will cause them to bond. This is mm. what I call mm. shadow bonding. Mm. I like that. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? This is why I say you okay. date their yeah. triggers. They're dating your triggers. You're dating their trauma. Do you see? So ready. Yeah. Ready means am I ready to go to war? Because that's what has to happen. Wow. L- let me tell you. If my wounds are attracted to your wounds and our wounds bond, right? We tend to find right. a familiarity and kind of a, a, a like this is a bond. We bonded, but no, it's a yeah. toxic bond. And the, yeah. the the purpose of that bond is for the person to take accountability and responsibility for their wound, right? And then right. and then the partner right. to take theirs. Now, this is where it gets messy. Most of us don't have the relationship toolbox to be able to perform surgery to separate our wounds without damaging the other person or ourselves. Mm. 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 Okay. DC? Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, now, do you, now, do you, man, that's, that's some heat you drop in, dog. Like, okay, now, do, do you think that both, okay, both parties can come together? And heal each other's trauma? No. Or, you know, heal each other's wounds? No. You come together to reveal the trauma. And once the trauma is revealed, leave each other in peace to work on the mm. trauma. And I'm not saying break up. When I say leave right. each other, this is what I mean. Leave the blame and start claiming. Right. Ah, this is how I showed right. up ineffectively in this relationship. This is how I showed up in a broken way. This is right here is where I, I go ghost within my own spirit, which means I lack presence with you. Right. Once you start taking account of how you show up, now you know what to work on. But most of us will flip yeah. it around and be like, all you got to do is rub my feet. When you when you see when you see three beads of sweat on my eyebrow, you know I'm stressed. Yeah. Rub those feet. <laughs> Make me a yeah, chicken right. omelet. Right. We start blaming as opposed to claiming. 
And this is why breakups are so bad. Because instead of me working on me, instead of me dealing with me, what I'm going to do is blame you for not feeding the need that the wound created. Mm. Mm. That's why everybody okay, is saying so it's like it's like a host. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a yeah, parasite. A, a wound, yeah, yeah. an unhealed wound is a spiritual parasite. And that wound is mm. sitting there saying, You better get somebody to meet my need. Right. <laughs> yeah, or I'm gonna make it yeah, I'm gonna make it worse for you. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So when somebody yeah. says you need to fulfill my needs, tip they most people don't even know the wound is in the they are puppet. <laughs> The wound is a ventriloquist yeah. going, <laughs> feel my needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, man. This good stuff. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, just like uh, Seymour from The Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, that's the analogy I, I think of when I think of that. Yeah. Hey, brother, I appreciate okay. you for calling and asking me questions. That opened up my whole world, brother. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, you, man. You just dropped, yeah, you just dropped the fire. I appreciate you, Zoe. Thank you, fam. Time, all right, all right, all right. We got, okay, when we come forward, I'm going to Battle Creek, Michigan. You already know who it is. Heru Ali in the building. We turned up tonight. Tonight's topic, never ready. I bet you not ready even right now to even listen. <laughs> He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. The most revolutionary relationship talk show in the world. The most unique POV. The voice of reason is in the building live on KBLA Talk 1580. Listen, love him or hate him. Listen, as a, as a former A&R executive, Right. For Madonna at Maverick Records, for Steve Rifkin at Loud Records, RCA, for from a former A&R. There is no way I don't care what genre generation of hip hop you're from. There's no way you can't listen to that man's production and not say those beats don't slap. The beats are incredible. The production is nuts. Now. Me personally, I was an LL fan growing up. But me personally, I liked LL before he started doing the love records. Because I felt after the love records hit. Now, you guys remember Diddy. Diddy had making uh, the band. Making the band. And there was a group there called The Band. And The Band was arguing with Diddy about song selection. And Diddy said the coldest A&R line I ever heard. He said, you better enjoy the freedom you have now. Because when the public speaks, you're going to have to keep making those types of records. See, they were mad at the different variety of records that they had. And he was like, you better enjoy that freedom. So what happens with L? L starts it with, I need a beat. So when we hear that, we like, oh, he, oh, he iller than run. He better than run. He's younger than run. Oh, he got lyrics. We wanted more of that. But when L dropped I Need Love, all of that changed. So again, when the audience speaks, you tend to go on a different path. And I'm glad he went on this path because now we have artists like Drake and, and others like him. So this is dope. 
Heru Ali, get in here, brother. Battle Creek, Michigan. Talk to me, man. Never ready. Yes. Yes, sir. Peace and love to the family and nation. I got to go against it. I got to go against it. We have been programmed to be relationship operatives for murders. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we we've been been taught to be uh uh co- relationship cointel pro agents. <laughs> oh, oh yes, oh yes, mm. especially when it talks when it comes to the exit strategy. Mm. Oh, uh, it, oh wait a minute, I did this, and you did this, and oh how they dog each other when they come up. Listen, in my my latter age that I'm in, I always say. You're always ready for what you value. And when you have your why, you can endure the how. Now, how did I come to that conclusion? How is that a mantra for me? Mm-hmm. I had to go through some serious pain. <laughs> I had to lose everything twice. You know what I'm saying? I had to lose it all twice. So, therefore, if you don't have a a, a good grip on a, the knowledge of self and how we've been played, of course you're going to have unrealistic relationship expectations because you do know that uh, for uh, the everywhereans, monogamy wasn't natural. It's not even natural <laughs> in our instinct if we don't understand the genders and, and how we would create it. Brother, Peg D, I, I'm Peg just, D goes into slot C. I'm just going to push back a little bit. Uh, sir, you can value something and still not be ready for it. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> yes, okay. That's but why so I said, then, yes, with my experience and my pain, right? Because right? because uh, there was a case that said that oh, um, this young man suffers from influenza, uh, affluenza, affluenza. You know, so yeah. yeah, yeah. He he killed these folks, but listen, he didn't know no better. He, he He's never had a hard life. He can't even contemplate what he did because he's been so affluent. Mm. It's all programming. It's all programming. So talk to me, man. What's up? Well, you heard what I said earlier, bro. To me, ready or getting ready, right? I said earlier, Mm -hmm. we are a whip. Work in progress. Mm -hmm. Everybody you meet is a whip, a work in progress, right? So. For sure. By being that, I believe you get closer to being ready, although you're never going to completely be ready. Why? Because self-knowledge is an eternal, never-ending process, the discovery of oneself. This is an ongoing Mm -hmm. process all the way up until the day you die. However, Mm -hmm. the more internal battles you overcome, the closer you get to become being ready right yeah in my opinion to that yes getting closer to that self-actualization yes which which will i don't feel we'll ever meet until we transition well no completely agree with that i believe it can happen while you're here but i believe there's too many distractions in our modern day toxic society that makes it uh a herculean effort you know on a spiritual level so again 
if you could remove some of the distractions out of your life, if you could simplify your life, if you could zenify your life to the point where Mm -hmm. you could still take care of yourself and still feed yourself Mm -hmm. and close yourself with that bottom rung of the self-realization pyramid and then be able to go on an internal journey to self-actualization, I believe you could achieve nirvana or what uh, Buddhists called moksha. I do believe you could experience self-realization, but it's very difficult to do that. And when you got broken people from a broken society trying Mm -hmm. to relate, not understanding that, What's coming out of the relationship is what's supposed to be reconciled. Now, this doesn't uh, speak to all people in all relationships because there are some people who have a relatively good relationship, meaning the level of toxicity that they have to deal with is a little lower. Now, Now, those are people who are blessed. To be in a relationship where it's like, yeah, we got our ups and downs, but the love we have for each other carries us through the ups and downs. We good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, listen, and listen, I've only learned that through pain. Now, it, it, listen, pain is a great influencer. Loss is a great influencer. I was about to say, now, I was about to say, <laughs> don't let, don't let pain be a co-author, though. Listen, I've come to to the point to where I'm like, listen, you know what? Everything that I perceived that was bad that happened in my life was only to push me forward. Um, As I stated many times on the show. No, 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 no. You got to stay with me. Hold tight. Heru Ali is getting ready to cook because he's Scorpio. He can't help it. He can't hold his feelings in. Something very powerful is rising to the top right now, and I want him to be able to say it without interruption. When we come forward, back to Battle Creek, Michigan. Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you, you Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams When we come forward Council more of the voice of reason with Zoe the Williams reason. right now on KBLA Talk 1580. You know it's funky, 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 cause you heard it from hearsay. A jam that you love that don't be getting no airplay. Strictly for fronting when you're riding around. 12 o'clock at night with your windows down. Headlights breaking cause your battery's drained. Armor all on your tires and a big gold chain. Parking outside all the hip-hop spots. Push the EQ and play connect the dots. Leaning to the side, people everywhere. The trunk full of amps, ain't no room for a spare. Big beats bumping with the bass and back. All the sophisticated suckers catch a heart attack. Cause they don't understand why I act this way. Pumping up the funky beat until the break of day. It's because I want attention when I'm riding by. And the girls be on my jock cause my system's fly. Wow. I forgot about that. Yikes. 
Hey man. Hey. LL different. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who do you have? LL Cool J versus Drake. Yeah, call in. Let me know what you think. Tonight's topic, man, no one is ever ready to be in a relationship. Sometimes people are still hung up on their ex. Sometimes people are looking past you to their next. Yeesh. Sometimes people outgrow the idea that they initially had about you, right? Sometimes it just, you know, this isn't feasible, you know? Maybe you get to a certain level of interaction and you go, this isn't right. You know, remember the old Maximas back in the 90s or in the 80s? The Maxima was the first car I saw to talk. Your door is ajar. <laughs> Sometimes you get in a relationship and in the beginning it fits snug as a bug in the rug. And then as you move forward, you hear that indicator. Your relationship is ajar. And oftentimes, because you put so much time, energy, and effort into it, you'll say to yourself, hey, man, we have to point of no return. But then you carry this, this little seed inside of you that says, mm, the door, the relationship is ajar. And so many people are dealing with fear and anxiety and loss and expectation that they tend to try to hold on and cultivate a situation where their spirit has already said, no, no. No, no, 1-800-920-1580. Get to me. Talk to me. We want to talk. Heru Ali, you was about to cook. I need you to go ahead and finish that meal. Listen, um, we are born inherently uh, intelligent, but we're indoctrinated to be ignorant. And this is a mm. sick society that we live in. So, for instance, everybody that you and I both know and everybody that's listening know, everybody's not a, a, an empath. You know, everybody's not psychic intuitive. And they don't mean that you, those that are, are are better than you. That's just not your role. So for me, for instance, as a kid, I always knew what I wanted to be. When anybody asked me in elementary school, it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a nurse. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to join the Army. I'm going to do this. I did all that stuff. And guess what? It did make me rich. And that's fine because uh, in, in, in what modern society would say is rich. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm good. It is what it is. I don't don't look don't worship anything material. But as a, a psychic, intuitive, empathetic Scorpio. I knew what the hell I wanted. I knew Wait, as a hold child. On, hold on. Hold on. I, I know uh -oh. you named all the good stuff about Scorpio. I want you to name some of the bad stuff, vindictive, revenge. <laughs> not, 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 now, listen, I'm about to hit you up. I, I appreciate you asking that. Uh -huh. This Scorpio, on this particular day, hey, I, am I, not, <laughs> I am not possessive and I am not jealous. Okay, cool. Never. All right. Yeah, yeah. On, on my specific day, right. I don't know to the left or the right. But okay. I'm not. But what I, <laughs> you already know. You done read me a couple times. But I always knew what I wanted. It was like, and one of the things that I knew that I needed was I needed two wives. Mm. 
And I'm not the only one, just because I'm a psychic intuitive. How many brothers out here listening right now that know that you could love two women or more at the same time and love them equally? Come on now, let's just keep it real. I'm conjuring, you know, I'm sending out the Jedi, uh, uh, the force out to OG Jeff, please call in in these last minutes. Yes, I always knew what I wanted, but what did I do? Because we live in this society of the colonizers, monogamy. Okay, I got to get with this program. I found somebody that I love, but the loves that I've loved in the past, I got to disconnect from them and not have no contact with them because of somebody else's insecurities. That ain't never worked for me. It'll never work for me. So let me ask a deeper question. Can you be ready for a relationship with someone else if you're not ready to face yourself, the truth of who you are, the darkness that's in you, uh, the struggle that's in you. Let me talk about that process of looking down the dark tunnel, right? The cave. Talk to me about your inner cave that most people are, are afraid of going into, they refuse to go into that cave. Talk to me about it. Well, uh, let me give the example. Uh, when I was in special operations, we had an underground training facility. And in preparing you to train to fight warfare underground, similar to the tunnel rats of Vietnam, you had to crawl into dark, wet, smoky, confined spaces that might have been 24 inches in diameter. Now, what comes into play? Claustrophobia. It took, do you know? You, you, you won't know. It took me so much to be able to do it. Why? I was a sergeant and I had soldiers to lead. I couldn't ask them to do anything that I wasn't willing to do and to demonstrate. Scared, the most scared I've ever been in my whole life. In my whole life to this day, Heights, I was scared of heights, but I had to become a rappel master. You know what I'm saying? We had to jump out of helicopters from 300 feet up in the air. All that, you have to face it, especially if you're going to be a leader. So you gave me your military experience. I hope all of the information was unclassified. But let's go even even deeper. I'm talking about you, not what you've done. I'm talking about you, that wound. And you know, I know it's there. Like it's good to talk about a propel, you know, a propel master. I, I learned how to scale a mountain. <laughs> you, I know how to jump out of a helicopter and tuck roll and land on my feet. I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that little dark demon. Don't make me call the. De- Do you want me to say the demon's name so the demon can take over your body and start talking? <laughs> I'm talking about that demon in you, man. Talk, hey, when was the last time you had a face-to-face with that demon? And tell me how that darkness prevents you from relating, bruh. Oh, no, I have no problem with relating. What I have a problem with is people relating to the truth of me. And I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not, like, I got it all. Uh-uh. The, I, of course, no, I still no, got no, shadow no. work. We're no. works in progress. no. no. No, buddy. Uh, oh, no. Wait a minute. You gonna stay with me. We got to go. 
we got to go forward. We going to talk about that little demon. You trying to talk around that demon. I want to hear from the demon. When we come back, Heru Ali going to be off the phone and the demon going to be talking. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Tom for details. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Hold on, hold on. Explain myself. You said you can't me Murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know? Yeah. Everybody get your roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, in so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car, no cable. With your phone out, gotta hit them angles. With your phone out, snapping like you favor. Ladies and gentlemen, and no, but it's alright. Your brother Joe sure Williams. No, but it's alright. Let's break it down. Hey, Drake, man. I don't think Drake is the MC that LL is, but yo. Woo. That boy know how to make hit records. I would have signed him. That boy know how to make some hit records. Heru Ali was getting ready to tell us. He was getting ready to name his demon. Right? And when I say you're a demon, I don't mean you're like you're possessed, but sometimes your shadow possesses you. It possesses who you think you are. You identify with it. And everybody is a work in progress. That means everybody has little demons that they have to work on. Now the little demons become big demons, and these demons put you in the position of not being ready to be in relationship. Heru Ali, are you ready to... Speak the name of your demon and renounce it. <laughs> and renounce it. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> right. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we know the nineteen seventy three three uh movie. Listen, I'm gonna need some help because I might be oblivious. I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to front. <laughs> I well, might need some help. How you know you're not perfect and you know you're oblivious at the same time? Like, no, I don't I said, know what's I, I wrong with I me. Might, I might be oblivious to what you're referring to, respectfully, uh, though. Oh, no. Okay, so let me, let, me, let me start with me. Here's one of my demons, right? Mm-hmm. My, my presence in a relationship, you know how they say being present. My presence in a relationship has the strength of a 200-year-old man's erection. It's hard for a little while, and then it goes soft. (laughs) Meaning, (laughs) Meaning, sometimes I can be very present, but most of the time I'm disconnected. Because I'm always in my head. I'm always in my head. And that, that, that could make me undateable. 
because a lot of people want you to be present, not necessarily focus on them, but just present. And sometimes I'm having 7,483 conversations with interdimensional beings and I'm working out books and different things are happening and I'll be there, but I'm not there. So almost definitely not on your level. That's one of my <laughs> demons. That's okay. one of my demons. Yeah, almost definitely not there. Yeah, I'm 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 always present. When when someone says they have a headache, I go into nurse mode and be like, Okay, so how, how long have you had this headache? <laughs> what's the symptoms? <laughs> no, nah, my, hold on. My hold bag. On. Hold on. No. We're gonna hold him over. You you stay right there. When we come forward, because he's playing. He said he was basically perfect. When we come forward, we're going to pull this demon out of Heru Ali. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Playing the wall, taking a break, admiring the girls with the bamboo earrings, baby hair, and bodies built to swing. That's when I seen her, her name was Tina, grace and poise, kind of like a ballerina. I said, how you doing? My name's Big L. Don't ask me how I'm living, because y'all, I'm living swell. But then again, I'm living kind of foul, because my girl don't know that I'm out on the prowl. To make a long story short, I got the digits. Called on my car phone and paid her a visit. I was spanking her and thanking her, chewing her and doing her. Laughing because my girl didn't know that I was screwing her. Laying like a king on sheets of satin. That's what time it is. You know what's happening. She had a big old booty. I was doing my duty. I mean, yo, I admit that my girl's a cutie. But Tina was exotic. Earl's my witness. With the kind of legs that put stockings out of business. When I went home, I kissed my girl on the cheek. But in the back of my mind, it wasn't big but Ladies and gentlemen. Brothers and sisters. Hey, man, LL Cool J was a trailblazer. Love this battle tonight. You finished the battle. Let me just tell my brother Heru Ali. Come on in here, Heru. Everybody, everybody, everybody is a whip. Everybody is a whip. Everybody, everybody need to fall back, but I'm going to listen. Go ahead, bro. Respectfully. Everybody is a whip. Everybody's a work in progress. Work in progress. I Yes. So just tell me some of the things you work on. Yeah, no. That's all I wanted. I got it. I got I got what I, I got what I was looking for. There you go. I held you I'm for three back. seconds. Respect. I'm out. I'm out. Peace and love to the family and nation. Love you so. Respect. I'm out, family. I held him for three segments and I got him. He was like, no. And and he proves Carl Jung right. People don't want to look at the darkness. People don't want to see the darkness. They'll do anything to escape the darkness. Listen, relationship, it's a school. The school of you, the university of you. The earth is the campus. The relationship is the classroom. The reflections, the biofeedback, the energetic feedback, 
right? That's the curriculum. This teaches you what is yours to claim. You can never be ready for intimate relationship if you haven't conquered the self. And listen, let's take off uh, conquered. Let's take off the ED. Let's say enter the war of trying to conquer yourself. This is what relationship offers us. It offers us a, a, a... uh, 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 an opportunity to say, wow, this is what I need to work on. Wow, this is what I need to deal with. And unfortunately, you have to be in a relationship in order to see what you need to work on. You got to see how you relate. You got to see how you connect or disconnect. I love you all. I started the conversation. You finish it. Hey, Q from Los Angeles. You call at the end of the show, brother. Please call earlier so I can get you on. When we come forward, the best of Danny Morrison show with Robin Ayers. But I'll see you guys next week, Monday. Tina got a big old butt. I know I told you I'd be true. Tina got a big old butt. So I'm leaving you. I went to the high school about 3 o'clock. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.